when I figured out that lyric lapse, mm-hmm. me and my buddy were high-fiving, like, jumping around in my room. Yeah. Because, like, it took so much time to shoot, mm-hmm. but then you see the six-second shot yeah. after, like, a day of shooting, but it looked so crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. got me super passionate into just keep on trying new things. Mm. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mays, and we're here in the Polar Pro Studio. Today's guest is Mark Donahue from Permagrin Films. Mark is a motion control, cinematic video time-lapse, hyperlapse, stop motion creator, and has some incredible work on YouTube and Instagram. Most notably is his short film or music video called Dream Music Part 2, which has gathered over 2.5 million views. In my conversation with Mark, we talk about the process of how he created this viral masterpiece and how he continues to do creative and out-of-the-box thinking with all of his work. So without any further ado, let's listen in on my interview with Mark. So yeah, we're here with Mark Donahue from Permagrin Films, not Permanent Falcons or whatever you're saying. <laughs> Peregrine Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> people will mishear you. <laughs> but uh, but Mark, you, you came all the way over here from uh, the Bay Area yeah, today. Yeah, San Jose. Yeah, yeah San Jose. That's awesome. That's where I bought this shirt. I bought it at the Apple Store out there. I was I was gonna ask you. I should have bought. I should have uh, asked you to buy me a couple and bring them <laughs> over. I'm obsessed with this shirt. I wear it so much. I'm. If you can't see the, uh, if you're listening to the audio, go check out the video. You can see what shirt I'm talking about. But I bought this at the Apple Store in Cupertino. And you couldn't find that down here. Or? No. So the, Cupertino is the only store in the country that sells shirts. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so the 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 store, you know, right by their headquarters. Sure. Uh, yeah. There's two. There's the old headquarters and then the new one. Yeah. Both of them have their own like custom merch. Nice. And it, you can't buy it online. You can't buy it at a store. Those are the only places. So it's like any Apple fan. It's like going to the mecca. You know, sure. you go yeah. there and you buy the the merch. Or any poor pro fan. Yeah. Well, I guess here, if you're a Polar Pro fan, you can get a, a special Polar Pro uh, microfiber cloth oh, right. that you can't get anywhere else. Awesome. So like we that. have those. <laughs> a little different than a shirt. <laughs> but Mark, um, thank you for, for making the trip all the way down here, for being on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Um, if you're I appreciate not fam- it. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with Mark's work, um, there is one video that you may have seen uh, years ago. And it's a video that I saw before I was even doing anything uh, like this. And it's called Dream Music Part 2 is the, the one that blew up. Over yeah. 2.2 million views. Yeah. And this yeah. this video was real inspiring for a lot of creators out there. You know, we're going to talk all about time lapse. We're going to talk about animation, stop motion, filmmaking, photography. We're going to talk about all of it. But I just want to talk about this one video because it might be the the one thing that a lot of people know you for. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So kind of got me on the map. Tell me about this video, Dream Music, um, the process of making it. And uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, go check out the Golden Hour video on our website. And you will. Is it okay if I play some clips of it? Oh, in the sure. Video? Cool. Yeah, yeah. So Do we'll it, play some clips whatever. as you're yeah. talking. But um, basically, imagine stop motion time lapse hyperlapse with a music video and the artist is actually singing the lyrics of the song and it's yeah. not just one song it's like a bunch of songs yeah, it's like eight used, minutes we use three and then in the credits we use I think, two more another band that i would even i could see doing what you did i think they might have was okay go they did stuff like this yeah this video was made seven years ago yeah, yeah so yeah. youtube and the whole internet was different seven years ago yeah, and yeah this was so on trend like that's why it took off you know yeah. so tell me about that whole journey that process uh of making dream music part yeah, two so it's called <laughs> part two because part one we were just kind of messing around and trying out this new technique um so that got us um, a staff pick on yeah. v- Vimeo. Uh-huh. And the good old days of Vimeo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm off that now. I know. It's kind of sad. They, I, ki- I, they kicked me off. Oh, really? Yeah, because of copyright issues mm. of music that I used. Weird. 
in the staff picks. Really? So they staff picked me and then booted me. That's awful. Yeah. Vimeo has always been it, a little it, it, lenient it, it, it on that. Really, but crushed me. Yeah, I bet for a while. Do you have you have screenshots of your staff picks at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can put that on your website. I had one. <laughs> I do. I know I have. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah, I had a staff pick as well about six years ago. I made a little mini doc and I nice. tweeted it to Philip Bloom, and yeah. he tweeted it out. And cool. because Philip Bloom six years ago was yeah. the king of the yeah, internet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it eventually got enough views to get a staff pick or whatever. And yeah. it really changed my career. I'm sure it did for you as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's not this. If, if you're not familiar with, if you're new to this world you don't even know what Vimeo is yeah. uh, but Vimeo at the time was kind of like that's where all the filmmakers were that's where the, the real creatives were putting out work instead of someone throwing a water balloon at someone else's exactly. face and just so, laughing at it that's why I never thought of seconds. being a quote YouTuber ever yeah, yeah. because to me YouTube was cat videos yeah, and yeah. Vimeo yeah. was filmmaking Exactly. and so I posted my films there and a lot of other people did. It was a great yeah. community. The views were low compared to YouTube. Sure. Um, my staff pick, I think, only has 60,000 views. Yeah. But that's a lot for Vimeo video. Yeah, yeah. You know? And the eyeballs on Vimeo videos, as I'm sure you found, are expensive eyeballs, if you sure. will. They're producers. Exactly. They're directors. Yeah. Yep. People who make stuff go there to look for new talent yeah. to hire. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So is that what happened for you? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's how... I got to fly around the world. Wow. You know, doing jobs pretty much opened the door to a lot of things. That's amazing. And it exactly what you said. Yeah. Uh, different eyes on it. Um, looking for more talented people than just someone that's holding up a phone. Yeah. And capturing something ra random or sure. funny. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Dream Music Part 2 goes viral. Um, you know, the creation of it, I'm sure, took a long time. It took six months. Six months to create. So um, how yeah. did you do it? How did he mouth the words through stop motion? Well, it's kind of a secret. Okay. Uh, I can kind of break it down. Um, so... You don't have to if you don't want to. No, it's totally fine. <laughs> it was seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to reveal. I was like really good uh, in math uh -huh. in school. Uh -huh. So I figured out how to kind of count out each frame mm. and what the mouth should look like by doing a lot of pre-production which means um for ex for example we would have someone sing the song like i would just sh point a camera at you sing the song yeah put that in the, the editing uh -huh. um uh you know in the computer and then i researched how many mouths does it take an animator to make a cartoon talk? Mm -hmm. Like the minimum amount, basically? Minimum, or, maximum. What was it? Is it 12 frames per second or 24? Because 24 is a lot for well, animation. We, we actually did ours in 30, which was... Wow. Yeah, yeah. It made it look real fluid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, yeah. I mean, a lot of, but that was, a lot that of was cartoons a, are 12, 14 frames, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... Now I do 24 for sure. Yeah. Um, but so we pretty much would print out. Print it. Print out <laughs> wow. a piece of paper. It's before an iPad, I guess. Well, actually, my, my fault. We would put that, say, just the rough of someone talking into the camera or singing into the camera. Yeah. Into the editing program and then each frame we would label 1 through 12 depending and then we had reference sheets mm. of what what one the one mouth looks yeah. like the two mouth looks like the three mouth has the tongue sticking out the four is like an o yeah so we had just wow. everything pre-produced it's amazing there's a lot of pre-production. And seven years ago, too, the hyperlapse kind of world was 
kind of new. I don't even know if warp stabilizer was out seven years ago, was it? It was. I never used it. I still don't use it. Really? For hyperlapse, you don't use it? No. Because it'll just make things wobbly that you might not yeah. r- really see when you're when you're doing the edit. So you use motion control rigs and things so like that? So I use stabilization button right under warp. Gotcha. And it gives you like tracking points. Mm-hmm. And so it, you can keep a head locked in the frame. Yeah, so I could like put a, a tracking point over his face. Yeah. And then every frame, it would be perfectly adjusted. Cool. Yeah, because I noticed that there was some stabilization on on the character's face. Yeah, yeah. Like it's every, just every single frame. His head is just in the same spot. Yeah. Which I love because everything around him is moving and going yeah, crazy it's and all wacky. Crazy. It has a great feel to it. So it's it like would perform really well on TikTok. <laughs> it would. I think so. You should re-edit <laughs> I, I, Dream I just, Music for TikTok. I just put it up there. Oh really? Uh, just like the first forty seconds. Yeah. I think uh, got if you're cool that seven hundred thousand views dude, in a day. Of course it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm finding, um, you know, some some guys like this is way too much work. Yeah, it is. And, and, and you're nuts. Like I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like oh, he's like I'm not watching. I yeah, can't. yeah, yeah. I can't stand like, this. I can't support this. It stresses me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can remind him it was seven years ago, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been done. Um, it's a great concept, though, and what what's so cool and fun about TikTok right now, we were sort of talking about this off mic when we just sat down, because yeah. you just opened up your account. Yeah. Um, you know, our, our editor back uh, back behind the camera here, he just opened his account. I think I, I opened, opened one. it up through Matthew Van... Van yeah, uh, Matt, Matt Jones. Jones. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. we've had on this podcast yeah. before. Yeah, I was listening to that, and yeah. he brought that up, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what is this TikTok thing? Yeah, it's it's a really fun time uh be on that app because it's as if we were to get on instagram or twitter or youtube before it blew up yeah, yeah and it's like we're still at that beginning stage so the app is not too concerned about making money they just want to get as many users as possible yeah. on it yeah um and so it's really fostering creatives and like hey if you if you're really creative like your video was yeah extremely creative yeah uh there's like a pure kind of like this is a good piece of work. We're going to share it yeah, to, yeah, to the audience. Yeah, the yeah. algorithm is like, cool, this this looks great. Yeah. Um, it's like a really pure way to get views. But now, like, you post a video on YouTube, you spend all day on it, um, and it, you know you know in your gut, like, this has all the things built into it to go viral For if sure. people actually saw it. Yeah. Um, but it, it just doesn't. You need, like, a lot of subs. Mm-hmm. You do. I did the I did a little test a couple months ago. I made a video called Brand New iPhone. It's like a parody of the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. And iJustine is featured in it. And it's like this really funny song. Yeah. And I was like, this is definitely going to go viral. It has like everything in it. Yeah. And I posted it on my personal channel instead of my Kinotika channel, which has 70,000 subs. Uh, my personal only has 5,000. Yeah. So it got like 10,000 views. And most of those views are because uh, iJustine tweeted it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... I was like, okay, from now on, I'm just going to post videos on my bigger channel because, <laughs> like, it's just for too sure. much work and effort. So. Yeah, for sure. But, um, so anyways, definitely check out Dream Music if you haven't already. Um, again, if you want to listen along uh, through the video podcast, go to polarprofilters.com slash golden hour. Um, so let's do a little game we call One Word Rapid Fire. Got a couple of questions just to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Uh, just try to answer in one word or or you know as few as possible, and we'll just go straight down. And I can go back and ask you more detailed questions later. Sure. Um, so here we go. What is your hometown? Los Gatos. L.A. or Bay Area? Which do you ba- prefer? Bay Area. Commercial content or personal creation? Or um, yeah, commercial. So like commercial work or personal work. Which do you prefer? <laughs> Without getting into trouble, <laughs> we'll skip it. Well, I know I like <laughs> you per- make personal work, but I gotta make money. So yeah, exactly. I gotta and, do both. And we'll talk more about that in a second. Um, favorite place you've ever traveled? Um, Philippines. Go to camera. Um, Sony A seven 
R3. Drone of choice. Mavic Pro 2. Nice. In one word, how would you describe your brand Permagrin Films? Outside the box. Nice. <laughs> you said it like a question, so I was like... I was just putting the slashes in yeah. there. <laughs> nice. So uh, we'll go back on that one question I asked, commercial content or personal uh, curation is what I have listed here. But yeah. um, I think that's kind of a trick question because... Uh, for me as a freelancer, I would always try to make any commercial project that I get to have something personal in it, obviously. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, I just yeah. go crazy. And there's yeah. been times where I just, the rubber meets the road and I just have to get the work done. Yeah. And you can get burned out doing that oh, for yeah. an extended amount of time if you're not focused on doing something creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you deal with that with when you get a client job? Um, I'll extend my stay wherever I go. Okay, so say you get you know a trip to New Orleans, you got to do like a corporate. I I got a trip to Hong Kong. That's fun, but I was only there for thirty six hours. Wow, shooting and editing. That's like how long it takes to get there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was on. Yeah, figured it out. We were on the plane longer. Yeah, than we than we were staying there. Crazy. So ever after, like ever since that, mm. I'm like, if I ever get, you know, uh, flown internationally, I'm definitely extending my stay. Totally. Yeah. So that's what I did when I went to China, fell in love with the Philippines and the surrounding area. So now I just try to take a month or two off that's a year. Really valuable. Yeah, and do personal work, and mm. hopefully that I can, you know, put that up somewhere and sell it to someone. <laughs> but also, like, but as I, and, and I also like meet a bunch of people out there. So I've shot for like hotels and mm-hmm. stuff out there, just on the run. But it wasn't why I flew yeah. out there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. What uh, out of the box permacrin films? What what do you what do you mean by that? Like what do you always look um, for? When I just you're, when you're like to try to create stuff that your eyes can't visually see, mm-hmm. and just what does that to, mean? Because you you're making visuals, so so for example, just a time lapse. Mm-hmm. Your eyes can't gotcha visually watch time lapse. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that, but. It's like magic. Um, I I try to slip in a little bit more than just Mm. a time lapse or stop motion. Mm -hmm. Like stop motion usually is you're using like a Lego man or something and moving him around. Yeah. And I thought, why don't I use a person instead, Mm -hmm. Um, which was a brand new thing. There's a couple of videos on your YouTube channel, which is just Permagrin Films, if you want to check it out. And I noticed that uh, in the GoPro array video that you did, you for the talking bits in it where you're explaining... Oh, at the end? Yeah, you're like explaining, this is how I made it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, it would normally be like a normal just kind of YouTuber rant, but like you're actually saying it as a stop motion character. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me think, I was like, man, how cool would it be to be a YouTuber who only communicates through stop motion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be a lot of work. It's funny that you bring that up because that embarrasses me. Um, I think it's a great idea. Can I steal it? No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah? <laughs> so is it yeah or no? <laughs> I want to try it. It looks like fun. Yeah. It's, it's but why fun. are you embarrassed by it? You don't like having that in there? It just didn't fit the vibe of the actual video i should have made it a separate video Mm -hmm. um on those bigger productions we always set up behind the scenes cameras yeah so we can make like a a nice behind the scenes of course so there's one for dream music Mm -hmm. um the earlier one that we did is called imagination that also has a behind the scenes video Mm mm-hmm same technique, same lyric lapse is what we call it. Yeah. Time lapse, hyperlapse, 
Lyric laughs. Lyric laughs. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually haven't seen Imagination. I just pulled it up. I'll play clips of that one as well. But yeah. Man, there's yeah. some gnarly uh, stuff going on in this. Yeah. A lot of movement, a lot of action. Oh, that's the uh, the light stick. I yeah, have one the of those. Pixel stick. The pixel stick. Those yeah. kind of fell out of fashion, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Still a cool you could, tool. You can see that it was like wobbly, so mm-hmm. to to keep on scanning in the same thing mm-hmm. in a time lapse just didn't work. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, the pixel stick was like this LED bar, and you could load in PNG files, and it would through a long exposure give you like an image uh, yeah. on, a, on a frame so you could so use it for typer kind of scan it in this uh, is great imagination uh fantastic another seven minute long gold mine so if if you're somebody you know listening to this who is fascinated with hyperlapse stop motion animation you know what do you what do you have to say to them as far as getting started where where should they get started Do, does camera matter does software matter uh, um, should they look at the greats and study animation to get start? I mean, how I'll, did you get I'll started? First, get started on the basics of learning how to time lapse mm-hmm. and how to, you know, shoot a time lapse that has no dragged shutter. You think it's valuable to learn how to take a time lapse without the long exposure thing? Yeah, that's where I would start, mm-hmm. and then. And then put on a Polar Pro filter. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah. The long exposure stuff is more complicated. So that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, So you move on to that. And then it would be probably watching a tutorial on YouTube on the basics of hyperlapsing, which I'm trying to get myself to do. Yeah. Should have had it done. Matt, uh, I think Matt. Joe's has some stuff on yeah, his he blog. Does. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great people out there. I, that's one of the things that we talked about with Matt is that because of everything being so new when he started and when you started doing this, yeah. there really wasn't a lot of information out there. You guys yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys were all kind of figuring this out together yeah, yeah. in a way, you know? Yeah. So, and so that on top of the lyric lapsing kind of kept it hush-hush for the time being mm-hmm. that's what matt said he said everybody kind of kept this hyperlapse thing yeah. secret like, yeah, yeah yeah we don't yeah. want this to get out yeah were you in all those forums and stuff that he was talking about in the podcast or um maybe a couple yeah. but <laughs> i just kind of felt it out my myself and yeah um like you were saying just to become a master at at teaching people a certain thing like that, hyperlapsing, lyric lapsing. Yeah. Nowadays would probably pay off a lot more mm-hmm. because people know about what a hyperlapse is. Yeah. Like now when I type it into my phone, mm-hmm. you know, it comes up, it comes up yeah. instead of me typing in <laughs> yeah, exactly. hyperlapse. A lot of that has to do with Instagram creating hyperlapse. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, oh yeah, you're right. It's yeah, become yeah. a, uh, it's become kind of a term that a lot of people know. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the, but I, I still don't think a lot of, when people see a hyperlapse still, there is an awe factor to it. It's just amazing. Yeah. Um, we've probably become de- desensitized to it because we see it so often because of what we do. Mm-hmm. But when you take a you know a normal average Joe and you say hey check this out it's like yeah, yeah. what the heck how yeah, is that yeah. possible yeah yeah you that know? always happens so yeah. and uh, it's because we're at this great point in time with art where with this type of art where we're blending traditional photography techniques with this incredible technology the stabilization yeah. is insane that never- that's an- that's another thing is like a hyperlapse that's. 80% of, you know, the shot is mm-hmm. like the stabilization mm-hmm. or m- maybe not that much, but, and I guess it could have always been possible. You just would have needed a 300 foot track to oh, pull yeah. it off, right? Yeah, yeah. Which would be ridiculous. Yeah. And I only have 40. Feet of track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I remember growing up seeing like planet earth style documentaries and seeing yeah, like, yeah. Um, time lapse of flowers and nature and things. Oh yeah, yeah. Always been fascinated by that, but um, this whole hyperlapse thing has just really 
become an incredible thing. Yeah. I think anybody who's listening to this could, who's a video maker, should consider at least experimenting with it. Oh, for sure. It's a lot of fun and yeah. uh, it's not that hard to do. I mean, it is hard to do, but to get but started. Once you do it a couple times, mm-hmm. there's, I mean, there's a step by step procedure. I mean, mm-hmm. um, always find a road or a path that has like bricks or tiles so you can walk walk in a straight line using mm. all the tiles and see how far you you walk so you move so it's always equidistant and stuff that's funny stuff that's like a that good idea. yeah um do you put a grid on your camera or anything like that to... yeah there's a grid for sure yeah that, that, way you, that you keep a center that thing. completely helps yeah so if I'm shooting like a building, I'll have, you know, a dot somewhere on that building. And mm-hmm. every time I take a step, just aim for that dot again. Yeah. Um, have people come up to you while you're doing hyperlapse? And oh, like, my. Dude, Whoa. people have followed me for like maybe an hour. Like this old guy with a cane. So he's just chatting with you while you're doing it? Or? Yeah. He was asking me questions and I'm like, I'm, I'm super busy. But if you want to follow me, I'd be glad to sit down with you and talk. And so... Sit down with you? You mean hyperlapse and talk with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would hyperlapse. You'd kind of leave me alone. And then we found a bench. And I was... Oh, okay. I, I kind of showed him what I was doing. Cool. My phone and stuff. And he was it's a like, good way to kind of break the ice and uh, have a conversation with strangers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do, I, I do like it. Even if they're talking to me while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Because I've done it so much that I'm mm-hmm. just so focused in what I'm doing yeah. that I can still, you know, carry a conversation. Do you uh, use any tools to help with stabilization? Do you use a tripod, a neck strap, a monopod? I don't. I, sh- I shoot them handheld. Well, <laughs> is it all hand-held. on your A7R right now or um, A7? I mean, whatever has five five K photos. Okay. Yeah. So, so that would be twenty-four really megapixel. At least you know the, it's fine. A seven R three is uh, um, unless it's way like too way... much resolution. Oh yeah. <laughs> the fifty megapixel. Oh my. You know? Yeah. I took that to Thailand. Mm. Came back with four terabytes. Oh my gosh. Of footage. You need a really beefy computer just to handle that. I had a. I just bought. Um, I just pre-ordered the new MacBook sixteen inch. Oh, the, the pretty new one. Stoked. It just came out last yeah, week. Yeah. 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 They uh they fixed the keyboard finally. They completely restructured the uh, cooling in it so it doesn't thermal throttle anymore. Uh, Does it? Doesn't it have like sixty four gigs? You can max it out to sixty four gigs. You can max out the storage to eight terabytes. I just got an eight core i nine with thirty two gigs of RAM and a eight gigabyte video card. Nice. Um, which the eight the eight gigabyte video card will probably coming handy for me i've been dealing with a lot of 6k footage recently i got the black magic 6k okay i also shot with the s1h and yeah. this 13 inch macbook pro took seven hours to export a 10 minute project yeah so <laughs> i've been there i'm like okay this is i'm sure the hyperlapse I, I, I is even I worse on, i work on it and then i'll export everything when yeah. i'm sleeping overnight oh my gosh but um like you were saying I just built myself a, a Hackintosh. Oh, cool. Which is super beefy. Mm-hmm. 128 gigs of RAM. Oh, my gosh. You need the RAM for Lightroom and stuff like that, or for raw uh, yeah. editing. It's kind of like the After Effects. So, how do, out. how do you deal with all these images? You have thousands of raw images. You got to stitch them together to become a video. Yeah. I mean, how do you handle that? Do you do it in After Effects? through like camera raw or do you well have now um i'll put it through lr time lapse i don't know if you've heard is of that, that an app it's a program and yeah. what it does is it will will get rid of flicker or if you do like a day to night it'll you you can make like keyframes and change the color at, through the keyframes. So somebody made this specifically for specifically, people like you. <laughs> yeah. But LR is in the name. Does that mean that it's, it's got something to Lightroom do with Lightroom? Time lapse is what I think it means. Does it have anything to do with Adobe or is did they just steal the LR? It might just be like a plugin because Okay. 
you use Lightroom with it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You use Lightroom to color it. You use LR time lapse to kind of go through a preview of the shot, set keyframes, say it's day out. Okay. Set so a keyframe so it starts getting brighter as it gets darker. So that's why you scene. want all that RAM because Lightroom is a RAM hungry yeah. app. Yeah. Yeah. That and definitely After Effects. Mm-hmm. Just rendering stuff. Yeah. Because I'm just dealing with video files right now. Raw video now with Blackmagic Raw. Yeah. Red Raw. But then yeah. also 6K and, and even 8K. Yeah. So I have to have a newer video card. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've just been dealing with 4K 8-bit stuff for years. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, we're, now we're getting serious. So, yeah. 8K files, so, man. Yeah. the There's an 8K camera that is made by Sharp. I don't know if you saw this. They released it at CES last year. No. And uh, I got some hands-on time with it at NAB this year. They let me shoot with it. And it shoots a compressed uh, 8K file. It's got a Micro Four Thirds sensor and a Micro Four Thirds mount okay. on it. And uh, it's actually pretty impressive. The colors look good. It's obviously extremely sharp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No pun intended because it's made by Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we're coming into... like I definitely think 6K is going to become pretty normal uh, yeah. over the next five years. I was looking to buy a Sony A7 III. Yes. And that's 6K. But it down to... Are you talking about just for, for your photos? Just because I was using um, I think the A7R2 mm -hmm. and probably above has 8K files. Yeah, so it's too big. I just... So you would rather have a smaller uh, 6K is perfect for you, basically. Well, it's just because at the time I didn't have a beefy computer mm -hmm. that can handle it. Yeah, but now you do. So, but now I do. And but so... yeah, so the but it's funny you say that because your your thinking is uh, even though you're making you're making videos, you're seeing it as a still image from the camera. Yeah. So it's a 6K raw file. Yeah, yeah. But for you, that's a 6K raw video yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but exactly. technically, when you push record, it down samples that to 4K because yeah. it, it doesn't record 6K natively. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but like the Blackmagic 6K from Blackmagic, it actually records 6K raw uh, oh, that's great. video. Um, yeah, one of my friends just picked up two of those. Yeah, they're pretty my nice. Producer, they're pretty. Rind. They're pretty cheap for what they can do. You know, twenty four hundred for uh, basically a red in a way. Oh know? yeah, yeah. So it's he pretty was cool. Super stoked. Yeah, the color looks great. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, drone stuff. We haven't talked about that. You do drone hyperlapse, but also just drone. Uh, you know, photography. Yeah, cinematic cinematics. Stuff. Tell me about your your journey through aerial cinematography. Um, I've done a couple for like uh, tours and boards. I just got back from Santa Barbara. I did one for them. Nice. Um, uh, both hyperlapsing and just re regular video. Yeah. Um, probably the biggest one was I got to go to Shanghai, China Wow! and fly it over the port of Shanghai. How do you get permission to fly in China like that? I, I don't know. <laughs> it was the client. The, the, yeah. The client. Yeah. And it was, you know, we were working with Cisco. So okay. I was like, okay, I could fly all over this place. Wow. Last day. I send it up in the air to do a hyperlapse, flies away from me. No ne way. Never, never got it back. What, what, uh, what unit was it at the time? What were you flying? It was flying? a Mavic One. Okay. Yeah, Mavic Pro. You 1. had everything backed up from previous days, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. all on that one card. No, like, no, I didn't no, back no. that up yet. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I'll race home. Even, yeah. Even if I have to go to the bathroom really bad mm -hmm. i'll start loading that stuff smart yeah did you ever pick up one of these uh like i think it's the nar box or something like that where it's got like a hard drive with a card reader built I in i know zeke has one of those yeah zeke by the way if you haven't listened to his podcast go check it out we interviewed zeke yeah zeke, you guys are good zeke, friends zeke silva yeah we're great friends yeah. um 
So I've never actually tried one, but I saw that it, he had one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you could keep that in your bag and just as you're driving home, you know, back it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something to think about. You mentioned in our rapid fire question that your go-to drone right now is the Mavic two pro. That's also yeah. my favorite. I love the, um, I loved the one inch sensor in the phantom four pro. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, if only they could put this in a Mavic, that'd be yeah. so great. Yeah, and then yeah. they sort of did. It's not the same camera technically. Sure. But it's, I also do think the phantom four pro still does slightly look better, but the Mavic two pro is incredible for the size, for the price. I remember, and I'm sure you've been doing this for a long time too. Like I remember buying the phantom one and having to solder a, uh, Oh yeah. You know, solder a thing and uh, solder the gimbal together. And then also install a radio signal and then yeah. look at a five G, um, low res video feed with like <laughs> interference and stuff. Yeah, like I these kinda, kids. I, I kind of waited a little bit okay. until the drones got a little bit. Well, better. the Phantom One, the Phantom Two, uh, there was a iteration of the Phantom Two. I never got the Phantom Three. I went from the Phantom Two to the Four Pro, but those, the One and the Two, especially, I went through I think five or six of them over my career as a freelancer. Really? And the only reason that was the case is because of what you mentioned about like. I would just take off and they would just fly away. Yeah. Or yeah. or I would take off and one time I took off and without any control, it literally went full blade up and then it just rotated and slammed itself down onto the ground. Yeah. Like my Mavic 2 did that a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? So they're I, still I was, having I was problems. I flying it down <laughs> the Cypress Tunnel. There, there's just this tunnel of trees in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I got the shot turned it around was flying it back to me and it just randomly took a hard right or a something hard right right into these bushes i bet it's fine isn't it <laughs> right yeah 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 not the, a scratch i uh not a scratch one of my friends has a channel drone channel and uh it's called we talk uav and they uh do crash tests with every drone that comes out sure and they did a crash test for the mavic 2 pro when that came out and they could not break it they slammed <laughs> it into a tree full blast yeah multiple yeah. times it would yeah. not break only the blades yeah so they they designed it you know for yeah, that which great. is great yeah um did you pick up the mavic mini by chance the new little guy no it's real cute it's really nice little <laughs> little drone i have one in the car i could show you but um how big is it like uh it's smaller than the spark pretty, okay you know it could yeah. fit it could fit in that uh coffee cup right there pretty much oh really wow yeah um so when it comes to aerial photography and filmmaking like what are some things just some tips and tricks that we could share with people um i think a lot of people think like okay if i have this drone i can just go film anything and it comes out looking good but yeah, I I found you gotta have like a point A and a point B. You've gotta have yeah cinematic movement. You gotta, you gotta have a find reason. like a subject, mm -hmm. and then and have parallax or a, parallax or a pan down or a yeah pan up. yeah, and they have have a lot of intelligent modes mm -hmm. which help a lot. So it helps you pick a subject, and then it just will s spin around that subject. Yeah, like automatically. Obviously, it has the hyperlapsing. Mm -hmm. Do you use that feature, the built-in hyperlapse feature? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's yeah. taking raw stills uh, and just doing a slow move in one direction. Yeah, you, you pick an A and I always use waypoints. Okay. So it's like you pick an A point to a B point and you could actually do, do it in reverse if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, and with the Mavic 2... Um, the intervals are just two seconds, so you get a lot of photos in there. Yeah. Whereas the Mavic One was five seconds. Wow. So, but we learn how to bypass that, then, um, changing the camera to take a picture every five seconds. We we would just sit there and hit the. The, the shutter button. <laughs> okay. Just for 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, don't talk to me. I'm hitting this button. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's so funny. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and uh, sometimes you would forget to put the volume down on your phone. <laughs> so if you're around a whole bunch of people, <laughs> you're constantly saying, I'm sorry that I'm making this noise. Yeah. 
But so basically, um, part of the reason that hyperlapse works now is because the battery technology has gotten good enough to where you can fly for 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, the older phantoms, I think, you know, only had five, six, seven, if you're lucky, 10 minutes. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, some of those older, I mean, battery cell technology has gotten really good, you know? Well, I guess it was good that I waited. Yeah, seriously. Um, but, uh, so that's one aspect that makes it And then also the Mavic two, you could save your waypoints. And so if I did Very a, cool. did a move during the day, I could go back to that same spot at night wow. and repeat the move. Because it's all GPS based. Yeah. So. And then, you know, transition Very a day cool. to a night. Wow. In less than twenty five minutes. And then um it's like, just the same process from there. You just take the raw files into Lightroom and you do your editing, but then you also do your stabilization just yeah, like anything else. I would do you know, pick the same tracking points and it would nice pretty much line up as it's amazing good as it can wow yeah so um, so a, a lot of this stuff is like using the intel- intelligent mode mm-hmm. but obviously you want to go out there test it mm-hmm. fly it around who cares what you're shooting yeah just don't get it stuck in a tree yeah <laughs> go up high enough <laughs> to where you're not gonna hit a tree and always keep a line of sight with your drone yeah because that'll help a lot do you have a permit and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So unless you have the Mavic Mini, you're required to register the drone. Oh, because it's like two. It's one. It's one gram lighter than the the legal limit. To, yeah. To be registered. Yeah. 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 Two forty nine. But um, that still doesn't take away from the fact that if you're doing a professional job, you're required to have a permit or a, you're a permit and a uh, uh, license. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So. Yeah. Um, and that's I mean, gotten there easier. are ways around that, but like, I'd rather not really talk about. Sure, how to get around it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's weird because because when... I, I don't think you should. Like, I think you should go follow out there the rules. And, yeah, yeah. Get your license. Mm-hmm. Take it more seriously. Yes, it's weird though because it was such a gray area when I started. I started doing drone stuff again right when the Phantom One came out. Uh, this was I don't know, eight years ago. Or whatever. I don't know. Might not have been that long ago. But uh, there were no laws. It was just totally gray. It was like the FAA said, don't do it. But then they weren't cracking down on it at all. And and it was too much of a blanket statement. Like, just don't do it. And it's like, well, we're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was in Thailand. And you could go to jail for like seven years. No way. Well, just flying a drone. So what I would do... I didn't fly it a lot because I was scared the first <laughs> yeah. time I went out there. You don't want to be in Thailand uh, jail. <laughs> like for seven years for flying a drone. That would be awful. But the second time I went, I was like, I'm just going to go up to the cops and ask them if mm. I could fly my drone. That's a good idea. And so they're all about it. They're like watching it, watching me fly it. So they, didn't, they didn't... Asking permission really... made it good. Yeah, yeah. Case. They they just said like don't fly over, like a, a temple yeah. and stuff. So then I would just circle around it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Although I I'm always of the mindset of like don't ask permission, ask forgiveness. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. in America. Yeah. <laughs> because there's yeah. so and, and especially in California, gosh. Yeah. There's so many regulations here. It's sure. ridiculous. I don't even know all the regulations because there's just too many. Yeah, I just felt in in Thailand they would probably just confiscate my mm-hmm. drone then I wouldn't have one not to be a shameless plug here about polar pro but you know we make filters for drones and cameras do you use uh, polar pro gear? yes yes yeah. for sure is that one thing that you know again this isn't like a hard plug on on our stuff it's just a legitimate thing to talk about um, do filters come into handy when you're doing your drone stuff especially every every time I fly it so what kind of stuff do you use? The polarizers, the the you know thousand ND stop or like things like that or yeah. So I use, um, you know, I have two sets. I have like the ND four PL through I think it's an ND thirty two. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, but then I got the long exposure one where it's like. An ND four hundred up to nice. an ND one thousand, 
um, which I really like a lot. And getting those those long exposures from the air is yeah. so unique, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely um, ways to pull it off a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, especially if your drone is stabilized in the air and you're taking long exposures. Um, yeah. You don't want to be around like big buildings or poles because mm-hmm. those are the things after you stabilize that will start to wobble. Mm. Like, and it's like you can't fix it. Mm-hmm. So I've learned kind of like what to kind of keep in the background, keep in the foreground. Yeah. Um, and then I tested out a one um, ND1000 and I think I was. I was shooting the LA traffic, so you and it was like bump, bumper to bumper. It was during the day, mm. bumper to bumper. But I had like a three second shutter on it, and so it doesn't show any traffic. It almost looks like there's there's no cars wow. on the street. That's crazy. Um, but the, um, going any longer than that, especially if you're doing like a time lapse, you'll see some shots will be a, a little bit jittery. Like okay. the buildings might have this little jitter because through that three second exposure, there might be just a gust of wind or something. So, what is your kind of go to shutter speed then when you're doing one, aerial hyperlapse? One fifth. One fifth. One fifth works well. It's um gives you that little bit of shutter that you need with people, cars. Um. It's great for like fireworks. Mm. What are some things that are kind of piquing your interest today in 2019? You know, like hyperlapse has been growing and growing. Uh, like, what are some things that you're excited about that you're adding to your your work? Well, I started doing more like travel videos, um, but I kind of want to switch gears and get back into this lyric lapse yeah yeah we should do one together yeah <laughs> seriously you got a couple hours <laughs> i got a couple months <laughs> yeah so i reached out to a couple um artists down in la and they're super down to do it yeah so, i bet yeah when it comes to working with artists and musicians and you know if you have a skill set like what you have you know in your gut like if somebody like Kendrick Lamar saw your work and wanted to do a music video like it would perform really well yeah you know how do you get yeah. to that point where you're able to meet with executives and like get hired to do this do you just need to be putting out as much work as possible do you need to work with like indie artists and kind of just get your name out there I mean what's your pretty strategy? much both like yeah. start low you know a couple of music videos yeah under your belt um and then i think um social media like instagram yeah of course stuff like that um you have enough followers and you dm them yeah direct message them and seems seems to actually work cool yeah yeah. So that's like one way to get in there. The thing that or or have like a producer that is just banging mm-hmm. every on everyone's door. Yeah. Which has happened before too. Mm. The yeah. thing that's really amazing about what you do is that the um there is no ceiling to the creativity. Like sure. You you came up with this method for uh what do you call it again? Lyric lapse? You know, like you, you created it flows this off your tongue. The lyric lapse, I know. Lyric it's amazing. Lapse. I love it. It's gonna become a thing. It won't because it takes too much time and it's uh. it's too much work. I don't think I think things that take I, I, I figured out a lot of techniques to So you're gonna sell a course on lyric lapse? I probably will. <laughs> you should. You know, workshops, a course you know dvds yeah because you really have to know a lot of stuff before you get to just straight lyric lapsing yeah so you know like i said before time lapse then hyperlapse also work work with stop motion mm-hmm. and then the sauce is 
to create um, the, the the sync with the music mm-hmm. in the mouth. Yeah, that's the that's the part that takes it to the next level of like just it makes it so impressive. Yeah, because yeah. if it was just a person going through the motions with all the things going on, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. and it is. But yeah. adding that one little thing just yeah. turns it into like holy crap. They, yeah, they did a lot of work on this. Yeah. So not only do I want to focus on the on the the lyrics um I want to focus more on um like action like someone walking down a path have them change their clothes walk down the same path again mm-hmm. and then motion track them so their clothes are changing but they're they're walking like perfectly instead of having just a steady camera and we're moving together um it would just be just another thing i want to get into yeah have you ever done traditional stop motion like tim burton style kind of thing with clay and you know characters and stuff like legos legos that's when i got burnt out yeah did you use uh what's it called dragon frame yeah yeah Yeah. i have dragon frame Mm -hmm. um you don't like uh, doing that style of anything? No, I, I mean, I love it, but one... There's some of it in one, uh, one, imagination. One, yeah, yeah. Like, like, stuff like that, like, was great. That's the that's the kind of thing with, with you, man. It's like you choose all these uh, projects that take forever. <laughs> Are you attracted to that? Like, the, uh, the blood, sweat in tears of spending a long time on one thing yeah as long as my body doesn't fall apart or like what's I can't, the I can't feel my arms what's anymore. the drive in you that makes you want to do that do you just i just have a passion for it and time just disappears when mm-hmm. i get really into it yeah but what is it is it addictive for you to just see that end result and and show that definitely to people yeah and see their faces light up. Yeah. When I figured out that lyric lapse, mm-hmm. me and my buddy were f- high-fiving, like, jumping around in my room. Yeah. Because, like, it took so much time to shoot. Mm-hmm. But then you see the six-second shot yeah. after, like, a day of shooting. But it looks so crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah. And so got me super passionate into just keep on trying new things Mm. um like for example after dream music all my friends were making fun of me because they're like what what are you gonna do now (laughs) are you you just gonna do this lyric lapse technique and um Mm. and so they challenged me and so i um thought about it and um, made a GoPro array. Yeah, where it was like twenty cameras next to each other, kind of like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "F you! This is what I got next." Yeah. So I got affiliated with GoPro. Nice. They sent me twenty cameras. Um, it was GoPro four back then, I think, right? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Big, thick, clunky gray box. <laughs> <laughs> So I had, like, USB chargers, like, uh-huh. two 10 USB chargers, and wow. it, was just, it was just a mess, a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, everything you choose to do is stuff that takes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Like, is that something that, when you were a kid, you, you were attracted to things like that, too? I mean... Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, make, I remember I had a science class, and... I made something out of constructs. They're kind of like Legos, mm-hmm. but um, it was for my for feeding my dog. So mm. if my dog, there is a bone hanging from a string, and once the dog pulled on that string, it opened all these doors, and it would you know fill the bowl up with kibble, and it would pour water out in their bowl <laughs> nice and I was I just always remember like okay 
I'm kind of into creating stuff. I remember when I discovered Rube Goldberg machines, I became obsessed <laughs> with like, oh uh, yeah, 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 looking those up, and yeah. uh, you know, I never made one, yeah, but I would, I love the concept of dropping a marble and then it turns into this, yeah, huge it's thing, like an arrow, arrow mm -hmm. flies somewhere, yeah, yeah. So it, it was kind of like that. It's kind of like that, and it always stuck in my head and. I think that's some percentage of why I do really m meticulous stuff that yeah. takes forever. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Um, I'm just like, I want to create something that someone's going to go, how in the heck did he do that? Yeah. You keep saying my producer. Who's this? Who's this guy? Roth. Okay. Ride. Is he um, like you guys kind of a team? Yeah, we kind of teamed up um, a while ago. We saw Dream Music Part 2. Um, and then I started using my GoPro array with him. Um, he does a lot of, like, short story videos that are really compelling. Wins a lot of awards. Um, great so he, guy. Does he find the work and you create the work? Is that how your relationship That's is? That's pretty much how it went yeah he would be the talker and i'd be the guy in, in the, the doer yeah with, with the sweatshirt on yeah while he had a suit on and he's like talking it up with a client yeah and i, I have my ear earphones on <laughs> yeah. and i'm like what 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 roth sure so, so you're the wozniak and he's yeah the, the, <laughs> he's the steve jobs i actually wouldn't actually do that but <laughs> i just never dressed as well as he uh -huh. did at meetings that's funny do you find that having that relationship and having somebody like him is really valuable very and very if, if you're creative maybe you know for me i hate business Almost stuff like a must a yeah. must have really how do you find somebody like that i mean i guess you were approached so well we lived in the same <clears throat> town and because of the dream music part two how it got almost two million hits in a week yeah um i met did you make any money on that because of the songs should have yeah but one of the songs we didn't get the paperwork mm. the right way dang it and then we set a deadline so we just said screw it yeah and I, I was wondering about that because this I've those aren't your songs, you know. Yeah, so yeah. But we but they're all friends that we knew that would give us okay the paperwork, and so just just so happens that one of the one of the bands just went um, just lost their label mm. and went independent. So Dang. their communication with their old label was wasn't that what you know that good so yeah we just never got the papers that mm. we needed yeah but do you guys so back to your producer do you guys split everything or like how does that work with your with your business um he hires you technically or not? i pretty much hire him if it's a job for me i mean he gets a lot of work he probably gets more work now than I do because he moved down to LA mm -hmm. a while ago. So he just does his own thing, but then you guys work together as well. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So if somebody calls you for a job because you know your strengths and weaknesses, yeah. you just take a little bit of a cut and pay him yeah. to become the the producer. Sure. Yeah. 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 So he yeah. becomes the guy that they interface with and yep. you yeah. guys have a good relationship so he knows you well and yep. can speak yeah. your language. Yep. Vice versa. Yeah, I think that is so valuable. I'm really jealous of that because I have always been just all about the art mm -hmm. and like the creation. I hate emails. I hate dealing with clients who like have a million revisions. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gosh, it's, you know, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> so I've it's been annoying. looking for like a bookkeeper also for the financial aspect. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. terrible with tax, keeping track of my taxes sure. and all that. So Yeah, so having... Just not flying solo mm -hmm. is crucial. And you can even do that at a lower level, you know, if, if you're just starting out, you know, find somebody uh, In interested that yeah. kind of enjoys doing mm -hmm. the same thing and 
Yeah. Partner up, make a good relationship. You don't have to pay them up front. You just begin with percentages and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So to wrap this whole thing up, uh, if somebody you know is getting started in hyperlapse, uh, wants to do what you're doing, uh, what what kind of words of encouragement do you have for them, if any, or or cautionary tales? What are some things that you've learned that you'd want to pass down to the next generation? Um, Should they do it? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on your patience. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it, too, is pre-production, mm-hmm. even on a hyperlapse, to, to you know you're moving from an A point to a B point. I would walk that route mm-hmm. back and forth a couple times, maybe just once, just so you can kind of see if any obstructions get in the way of your tracking points and stuff. Yeah. A lot of pre-production, it helps a lot. Um, like I said before, finding tiles in the street or some way to walk against like a sidewalk so you know you're going like straight on your path Mm -hmm. because if you just move a little bit like you'll see everything kind of like wobble yeah in the shot so but those are these are all things that you've learned over time it's there wasn't a textbook that you got that told you this no 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 so I think a lot of people who are starting out, they just need to go do it and, yeah. and learn. Yeah. Um, but then also now what you didn't have back then that they have access to now is the tutorials on YouTube and yeah. and uh, Google just searching stuff. And Yeah, and I'm, I've been meaning to put up a tutorial. Um, probably it'll be in like parts. Mm-hmm. So like part have one a lot is to, lot the to basics. Share. Part two, let's get a little bit more crazy part yeah. three <laughs> you're gonna have to watch five, 15 times before you figure this out do but you think uh hyperlapse was a fad or is it still an ongoing thing that will continue to exist forever oh i think it'll it's it's finally more mainstream drones too drones are incredible like I can't stop flying my drone. Mm-hmm. About 360. Have you experimented with 360? 360, I love too. Mm-hmm. Um, played with a couple of those. Uh, I don't own one, but um, I have the uh, was it the the one X from uh, what's that, it called? The is that camera 360? Yeah, Insta 360. Insta 360. Yeah, one X. I have one of yeah. those. It does like 6K or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. My, my buddy has one. It's kind of like a GoPro. You know, yeah. it's not like super professional or anything. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, technology is going to continue to advance. We're going to see, you know, I, I I feel like there are moments of when things are new, they, they do become a quick trendy fad. Yeah. And Hyperlapse was that for a time. Yeah. Drones were that. Gimbals were like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but then it kind of like evens out and then it becomes just what it should be, which is a, a tool for storytelling yeah and if you use that tool properly um then it can really move an audience can move a viewer yeah and uh you know hyperlapse for a time when it was brand spanking new every vimeo staff pick was a hyperlapse video you yeah, know, for yeah, a while. yeah 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 <laughs> and yeah. yours was one of them i guess <laughs> um and uh but now that you can do it with drones mm-hmm. it opens, opens up, it the up door. even even more so it the creativity feels like it's kind of Building, refreshing, and building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then imagine 360 hyperlapse. You know. Oh yeah, it's gonna be nuts. I've it. I've heard it's pretty easy to do that Mm. because it kind of stabilizes itself. So you just walk with a stick. No way. Upstairs, and then in post you can just pick your point that you want to. Yeah. Focus on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually that's actually gonna be pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the technology is it's going to be getting easier, better, faster, yeah. stronger, you know, like Kanye says. Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any last uh, things that you'd like to say in the podcast to our listeners? Um, thanks to Zeke yeah. and Matt 
for mentioning my name. Of course. That's why we have you on, man. Because now I'm sitting here. <laughs> that's right. Spitting some juice. That's right. Um, again, thanks to my producer, Roth Rind, and all my friends that came out to help me with past projects that would, you know, we would shoot for six hours for a four-second end result yeah. clip. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts, man. And and no one ever complained. Yeah. I think I just kept all the um I just tried to make them feel like it wasn't gonna take six hours. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, But you knew it would. <laughs> yeah. So we were entertaining them like no, just one, just a couple more shots, and yeah, <laughs> six go, hours. Go later. get yourself a beer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Mark, it's getting late. It's turning dark." I'm like, "Yeah, but you already put in five hours. What's another hour? What's another hour?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, if if but they but they all really loved being a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's a fun process. Yeah. And it's good to have people involved. That's what I love about your uh, your lyric lapse is that it's involving other people. Yeah. So you're not just alone yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in the wilderness doing exactly. hyperlapse. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah. Which a lot of these people are. You know, they're doing, yeah, they're doing these landscapes by themselves in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of the night, too. Yeah. yeah. It's dangerous. It's lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To even have one friend go out with you, even if they don't use cameras or anything, is so much more enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. I th I feel like you're the type of guy, just getting to know you over this last hour, I feel like even if uh, Instagram didn't exist, if YouTube, you know, Vimeo, like, didn't matter as far as views, like, you'd still be doing this. Like, you're just passionate yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the views, the fact that you got two million, two and a half million views on that video is great. Yeah. But, it's, you know, it's not why you did it. It's not why you... No, no. It's all passion. Yeah. And yeah. even pursuing other artists and things like that isn't for your own fame or whatever. Mm. It's, like, if you have a million dollar budget, imagine the creativity that you can yeah, have exactly. with that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so, I wish you the best, man. So, yeah. Hopefully that happens. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. Million dollar uh, gig. Uh, call Mark. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, thanks, Mark, for coming on the podcast. I would Thank encourage you for having me. everybody to go follow him on Instagram. It's uh, Permagrin, Fil uh, yeah, Permagrin Films, P-E-R-M-A-G-R-I-N Films. Um, give him a follow. Shoot him a DM and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast. Shoot me a DM. Yeah, slide in those DMs. I man. love a DM. <laughs> thanks again, Mark. I love a DM right now. <laughs> Thanks, Mark, again for coming all the way down here from the Bay Area. No problem. Let's get some lunch, man. Awesome, man. <laughs> awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Mark. It was a real pleasure meeting him and having him fly all the way down from San Jose. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, make sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player of choice. Stay tuned for next Tuesday. We're going to have another amazing guest. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Mays, here in the Polar Pro Studio, and we'll see you next time.